Fuck you, James Harden. Hey, every year we lose. Fuck that step back. Fuck them free throws. Fuck all this shit you be doing. You fucking suck. You in this blunt now. Smoking on James Harden pack. You can't ever win shit. Fuck that step back. You made the finals once. You can't get back. You let me down every year. I want some get back. Where every time I see you pull up, it's a three pack. You won't ever get a ring and that's on me. And you fat as hell. You don't need to be a starter, man. You suck. I've been a fan for years, now you in a blunt. Every time you lose, you don't give a fuck. Every time you lose, you get the club up. Smoking on that hard pack. Every time you play, all you do is flop. Fuck the NBA, go be a cop. I'ma roll you up till I get soft. Smoking on that hard pack. You want a Westbrook and you know he fucking suck. Fuck it, both of y'all in this blunt Smoking on Jay Hart Pack That's a classic, G That's a classic, G A lovely classic at that, G Shout out to dude who made that song, G Shout out to folks, bro But, we here New episode 3 is from the ring It's your boy Chris J Got the boy Trail Sav on here Alright, man. So, uh, we're going to start the episode a little bit differently. We do got a lot of basketball to talk about, but we'll knock the UFC out first. Uh, so, I'll let you go ahead and cook from there, bro. Alright, so, it was an extremely eventful weekend. You know the crazy thing is, a fucking number of you at the last UFC event, because I get confused, John. Uh, I think this uh, was 253. Three. Let me double check that real quick. Yes, it was two fifty three. My name. All right, so I'm gonna start with just the main card. We don't talk about anything else. So uh, Hakeem was a black versus Zabara Tokadov, some Russian guy. Uh, Hakeem won. Very cool fight. Only thing I had a problem. Hakeem was like, "Let's freaking go! Let's effing fight!" In the middle of the fight, because the Tokadov dude probably thought he was winning, so he didn't want to, you know. Let the other guy get any points towards the end of the third round. Um, yeah, the referee told the dude, hey, it's a clean fight, no cursing. Nigga, you on pay-per-view. <laughs> you need no cursing. But uh, Hakeem won a decent fight. Also like an African NBA young boy. Um, <laughs> Hilton Vera versus Vera Eubanks. It was a decent female fight. Uh, Brandon Raval versus... Uh, Ty France, a really cool fight. That submission, he was able to get a, like a, I think a guillotine choke out of the clinch. It was really good. No, it went out of the clinch. Um, it was off of a double leg. Really nice. Uh, and then a co-main event, the main event was just both just very beautiful and dominant display, like championship level contender. I mean, championship fighters. Um, you had Jan Blachowicz versus Dominic Reyes. That boy, Jan, picked that man apart. Um, and at one point, Dominic Reyes had a bruise that looked like a nice medium rare steak. Um, it was really good. People had Dominic Reyes winning this because of, 
you know, Dominic technically beat John Jones, even though John Jones won that fight. So people were thinking Dominic is next up in the heavyweight division. Most of the promotion was around him, and Blanco is not that nigga out. So humble path for real, for real. A lot of people, especially DC, DC said, you know, don't kick Dominic White down because you gotta think about it. You, you, you probably the only person who could beat who said they can be they beat John Jones, and then so you automatically have that problem. That title is technically bad; it is not mine. So you finally fight for that title off you off Clown Nana. Being like, I competed and beat John Jones, and you just get your block knocked off, and mm. you don't have a title at all. So you back to, you know, um, square one. So I feel sorry for him, and he's not getting an immediate uh, rematch. We'll either go through Tiago Santos to go with Sixier, or whatever. I think go with Sixier and get rid of COVID because folks got that thing. And then the main event, um, do you have that? You have that um that Funk Master Flex said you lied. Voice line. Uh, I'm gonna have to dig for it. Let's see. I might have it. Let's see. Hey, one day we all just gotta get a um. Soundboard going. So that's soundboard with all our our favorite little shenanigans. It would be hell, but you know, it's making it a little cohesive. Um, oh, here you go. He lied. <laughs> so I said that to all Paulo Costa fans, stands, and people who thought he was going to win against Israel Adesanya. He killed Israel Adesanya. That was a murder at the ring. Mm. Murder. Yes. Um, if you want to go strike differential, uh, Israel had fifty. I mean, fifty-five strikes in total. Uh, Paulo Costa, 12. Um, <laughs> there was no takedowns, no nothing. There was straight stand-up. Paulo Costa got picked apart. His leg looked like a darn New York strip by the time Israel was <laughs> done with him. Israel is such a a very hard person to because He is the best counter-puncher in the whole entire UFC. So you don't want to, you know, go full you know, guns brazen. Because, like, DC said, man, it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. Because you don't, damn if you go full blazing, because he's going to counter punch you to hell. You know, with it. Damn if you don't go guns blazing, because you end up like Paulo Costa. You can smoke, because he's going to pick you up. But, uh, Paulo Costa really was, like, what he did wrong, and all good to Israel because Paulo Costa probably could have did the thing I would suggest, and Israel still probably would have won. But Paulo Costa was not aggressive and just swarmed his. And you got to do that. You got to get off his balance. You got to get him up because if he don't pick your partner, that's his fight. There is a huge gap of Israel and everybody under him in the um the what is this the middleweight is this yeah middleweight division. Um, it's Israel, and then there's a Mariana's Trench, and then there's other people. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I always think of, like, man, the only person that could prob- probably beat Israel Adesanya is a Khabib-type um, fighter who just exudes pressure 
and like grappling and wrestling and stuff like that, who had Izzy on his back. To me, he's going to get his takedown because um, Izzy sucks on the ground. So, but we don't know that yet. Whole time, Izzy probably do some some groundwork, and then he'll probably be the best fighter of all time. Who the heck knows? He still want that John Jones fight, which I don't want to see because when that happens, John Jones will be past his prime because he walking out of that motherfucker now. So, yeah, uh, but he still wants the John Jones fight. John Jones, nigga, I'm not gonna kickbox with you. So please don't don't think that's gonna happen when eventually they do fight. But uh, a lot of rumors going around that Iz might just move up to like heavyweight, even even heavyweight, which I think he will get squashed. If we have suspicion of John Jones getting squashed, he is just gonna get squashed. But really great event. Next event is gonna be Holly Holm versus Almanda, who yeah, I don't care. Then you is a bunch of you know um, before the big card two forty five. There's a bunch of fight nights. Uh, and then you got like uh, oh Brian Ortega versus the Korean Zombie, which should be really really good. I think that's like the three weeks or something like that. But um, before like USC two fifty four, which is a must see card. I will say so myself. Um, but yeah. I don't know who the heck he is fighting next. Uh, there's this dude named um, Sumshay Cannonier. He's going against um, he's going against uh, Robert Whitaker next. Whoever wins, Nantes and Tinky Izzy. But if Robert Whitaker wins, who the hell wants to see him go against Adesanya again after Adesanya won decisively? And this nigga named Cantonier, even though Izzy got respect for him, I don't think he's on Izzy level. I pray that he was wrong. I really do because I love upsets. Uh, and I thought everybody's favorite white manga boy, Kobe Covington. Next fight is going to be against Jorge Masvidal. Don't know when that's going to happen, but nine times out of ten, it's going to be amazing. Uh, both of them are big manga country, but I'm pretty sure they're going to have some words back and forth with each other. And yeah, that was my little, my little UFC spat. All right, cool. So let's go ahead get into the NBA. Hey. Uh, so we was going to start this off with our NBA Finals preview, but we got breaking news, breaking goddamn news, man. And I feel like this clip is a nice little spoiler. This off my chest. That shit was not my fault. It wasn't Doc Rivers' fault, G. <laughs> it's not Doc Rivers' fault, but Doc Rivers got fired today. It, it the phrasing of it from watch was hilarious said doc rivers is uh out of out of the la clippers the phrasing was hilarious just say that nigga was fired bro when you say out it seemed like he had an option he could have resigned or not doc rivers got fired g and as for unfortunate as it is and i think i said on the podcast he doesn't deserve on the uh does doesn't deserve to get fired that wasn't his fault that them niggas blew a 3-1 lead. But somebody had to be a scapegoat. And it damn sure wasn't going to be Kawhi. Paul George is, is probably the easiest. And Montrez Harrell getting ate up by Jokic is another reason why, too. But they said it's Doc Rivers' fault, G. They had they put the blame on Doc. So uh, shout out to Kawhi getting a black man fired. Niggas is not niggas really, really do not want to start that narrative. But I'm I'm pushing, 
that that, that Kawhi made the made the move. Kawhi has one year left on that contract. And and literally the Clippers know it's do or die. So with that being said, I don't know who the hell they're gonna hire, but I'll let you give your thoughts on Doc Rivers losing his job. Uh, I have any thoughts. It was gonna happen. And look, okay, there's a big argument. Is Doc Rivers an overrated coach? No. Is Doc Rivers a great coach? No. Um, Is he a good coach? Yeah. He's good, but he's not better. Let's put it like this. Other than that chip, what makes him better than Tibbs? Better than Tibbs? Yeah. What makes him better? I feel like he's a better leader of teams than Tibbs. You led you you led your you led your teams to three three one losses, bro. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's like I don't I, we shouldn't bow past that and be like, oh man, it happened. I agree. I definitely agree. One but, game, and though I you know I am the person who will be like, bro, hell no, you always can't blame the coaches. Sometimes the players trip. But there was a game against that day. When I think he was going to the second half up by like 16 or something like that, or he was going to the fourth quarter up by 16, and yeah. Denver scored 19 unanswered points. They definitely did. When this did that 19 run, 19 no run, what the hell was your adjustments? One is this, and this is goes more on the Clippers' fault. Y'all gave that man so much backstage pull. In which this is a handcrafted team for him. That was a handcrafted team for him. Because he got that back page pool. Even though he could technically don't have that job again, he's just a coach. He said who he, he, he saying what he said. No, he's saying, yeah, we should put him on the team. Let's go grab him. He's saying that. Um the fact that he couldn't coach. A team that was great, even though they got turned to frauds, but they was great, bro. It was a great team. Maybe the bench was a little suspect, even though people thought they had the best bench in the league because they had two they had years of the year. The bench is a tad bit suspect. But that started lining up, bro. Come on. Like, it was amazing. Just because you had two what dominates the lead right now, two-way wings. Two of the best two-way wings. And you couldn't do nothing about it. You, you I, I don't know. Um, There's a lot that made that Clippers team lose. It's not all on Doc. But at the end of the day, that has to follow. You can't follow Kawhi, even though I think it's Kawhi fought more than anybody's, right? Yeah. Definitely agree. But you can't, you can't make it on Kawhi because folks only there for two years. You got him to the enemy. You just wasted that. Paul George already a scapegoat, and that's your other two. So you got to go to the other one right there, bro. You got to go to. It was, it was gonna happen. Plus, the Clippers need a whole change in general. As move to that new location, wherever they're going to. They shouldn't even be called the Clippers anymore. Change the name. 
they need a whole identity swap. Moving right up, then taking away that coach, yes. Because Doc Rivers didn't bring them any success. Was the basketball guys in the time period in his favor? No. But he had one time. When Lock City was all booming, couldn't coach that team at least get to that Western Conference Finals, bro. Never made it to the Western Conference Finals. You have to go. You have to. Just think, come on, Chris, think about that, bro. This is what I mean. What makes them better than Tibbs, bro? Other than that ring. You did out the second round. But the reason why, okay, I get your point. But, gee, if we was to put Tibbs on this team, do they go as far? Guess what? Ain't no such thing as Kawhi Lowe's management. Folks out there playing quarterback. Gee, Kawhi's going to die. Let's keep it real. He gonna die. Hello, management. Now, what that add up to? A non-chemistry team. Hey, Tibbs ain't having that. Of course, hey, Paul, Kawhi's quiet. Not gonna live. Paul, your shoulder hurt. Yeah, man, it's a little, it's a little sore. Well, fuck it, keep shooting. <laughs> He's the, I mean, Western College Finals. You gonna get smacked by the Lakers? Because LeBron James not permanently imprinted on Tom Thibodeau's head. But you making it to the West and Doc's here too. Yeah, in fact, so, he he's been getting the best of Doc since uh since twenty ten. So yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like there was there was no way he was gonna be that. I peeped that he was gonna be a pirate. I knew it would. Like, it's just weird. He got fired on the day off. Um, but I think that was a mutual part ways, right? No, it, it wasn't, I, the way it was phrased, it seemed like he got fired. Uh, well, shout out to Ty Lue with the coaching job. Now he ain't got to go waste his time in uh, Philly. That would uh, be interesting if <laughs> that's the interesting part. Do they hire Ty Lue? You might as well. You know, at least you let him have a – you keep him as a one-year rental see what the fuck happens with Kawhi. Well, yeah, because at this point, you're on your final year. And because regardless, like, I don't see him opting in unless the NBA salary cap situation is a lot worse than they think it's going to be. But, but more than likely, like the Clipper, like I'm not mad. Like I said, I'm not mad because literally, okay, maybe it's Doc. Because it's, to me, it was either going to be Doc or Paul George. It's going to be one of the two. Paul George still going. Lou Will not going to be on that team either. Montreal gonna be on the team. No, he's not. Like the only the only people not gonna be on that. Wait, hold on, G. I would be surprised. I'm about to pause because I got my internet tweaking. Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm pause. Hold on. All right, we're back. Three's from the ring. We back. Uh, but keep going, bro. Sorry. Yeah, but it was bad. I don't think between. I don't know. I think George stayed just because of this. You got to ride that joint out. You gave away your future. Unless somebody giving away their future for him, you gave away your future. Uh, so you got to ride that motherfucker out. If Kawhi stay or not, you got to be going out. But if, let's say, for instance, if Paul George do get traded, that's the beginning of the end. 
that's just the confidence. That's just I don't think your confidence stay high after that. You know what I'm saying? Like you make your way out of Indiana. Indiana low key candy gets you know back on track while you gone. Go to OKC. Fast. <laughs> you not KD and OKC is probably a worse. Even though you, I know you can't compare them to KD, but it's probably it's, it's a real bad team still. A big three of you, Melo, and Westbrook can't even get out the second round. Well, no, they didn't get out the first round, right? Who? Uh, when Paul George was, with OG, they didn't get out the first round. Right? Yeah, they never left the first round. Never first round. Got smoked by Joe Ingles. Then you made your way to. Well, you got smoked by Joe Ingles. Then you get smoked by Dame Lillard. Then you made your way to the Clippers, got cocky for the whole season. Your whole entire team got cocky. Got smoked by a fat Serbian and Canadian nigga. And before that, you told Dame you can sit home. And you got sent home too. You get clowned and still getting clowned on the Twitter, by the way. And the last impression of you on that team, if you stay, by the way, on this offseason, was your shot hitting that backboard. How do you have confidence after that? You don't. Uh, so let me get out of here if you get traded. I think if they run that joint back, even though that team is not going to be the same, because you just need you need more you need more role players that don't think they are that. You need what the Lakers got. You need what they got. You need definitely what the hell the Heat got. Mm-hmm. Role players who know their job and they fucking role players. You know what I'm saying? You don't need a Lou Will. Will is for a team that's up and coming, and you pass his contract on to that next team that's up and coming. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. <laughs> like that's, Ooh. That's, what, that's what Lou Will does. Ooh. But think Ooh. about it. Think about every team that Lou Will was on. Damn. Up and coming, young. Hold on. Let me pull he up Lou Will's, uh, let me pull up Lou Will's uh, travel itinerary. Because many people say Lou Will has one of the best. Uh, Team resumes of all time for any player. Hold on. Basketball reference. Let's see here. All right. He played from Philly from 2005 till 2011. Um, trying to remember those teams. They were pretty ass. Let's go. Let's be safe. They Those Philly teams yeah, were not that good. But um, trust process. Atlanta. That's low key. The process is up and coming, right? No, 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 because Drew Holiday and Iggy were still on those teams. So they were AFC to trash. What time Joel and B got put to that team? Was it 2011? No. It was like 2013, 2014. Yeah, so fuck that. Yeah, then he went to Atlanta for two years. They were – Atlanta was always competitive. That's the thing. (laughs) Okay, not competitive, but they made the playoffs. They was so, up and coming. Continue. He was with Toronto for a year. 
they were yeah. where they were always at around that time. Then he went to the Lakers. Up and coming. No, they weren't up and coming G, at that point. 2015, they were not up and coming. They were just ass. Didn't they have the, ain't that the Swaggy P joints? Yes. Up and coming, folks. Up and coming of what? Pissing Kobe off? Yeah, and getting hella fucking drive picks. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up and coming in the sense of just being trash. Uh, then he got traded to the Rockets. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, he got traded in 2016. He got traded to the Rockets. Hard, hard, hard. That was an ugh. That means they probably had him, Harden. Who was else on that team? It was him, Harden. Probably Eric Gordon. Ugh. What was Dan Tony doing? Ugh. But uh, then he then the last three years he been with the Clippers. Yeah, I, yeah, you have a point. You might, yeah, you have a point. Lou Will is up, is for up and comers. <laughs> Damn. It's kind of nasty when you think about it, but I get your point. That's okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's. But, uh,. But yeah, so but I, I I get your point. The I don't think that Clipper seems gonna be the same though. Uh, no, I, I think I I definitely think my trade is probably gone. His stock as hell right now. Yeah, that, and you and it's dumb as fuck if you give him money. Like somebody's gonna offer him a max, and he's not gonna say no. And the Dallas. Clippers, low key, you no. give Dallas Montrez, you you definitely better than the fuck you was last year. Yeah, honestly, like. T- Montrez is well, a huge upgrade from like from to a, spread from, the floor even fucking more. Uh, Montrez, Montrez spread the floor. Montrez don't spread the floor. What you talking about? No, I said Zingas get to spread the floor. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Okay. You know because Porzingis had to play a lot of center when he was with Luca. Yeah, well, so, because yeah, because. Willie Collie Stein said he wasn't going to the bubble, and I keep forgetting that dude's name. He towards uh, ACL, right? yeah. So like they, he had to, he had no choice to play the center because you can't start Boban. Unfortunately, you really. I can't. hate that Boban moved around too. I just wish he was a little bit colder. He's a good team guy. He's kind of like a Jared Dudley. Make the team. I, I hate to call him a mascot, but fucking mascot. Kind of is um, like a. High chemistry guy who can give you, ten. but yeah, like you get to spread more with Chris Taps. Uh, look, if you thought a Lou Will pick and roll was fucking good with Montrez, imagine you doing that shit with fucking Luka Doncic. Yeah, yep. So like, you can, I don't like Montrez hero as a. I shouldn't say that. I, I'm not a fan of Montrez hero. I shouldn't say I don't like him because basketball. Uh, even because that Dennis Rodman comment rubbed me the wrong way. Nigga, you won. Come on, bro. Nigga, Lou Longley, maybe. Well, not Dennis Rodman. <laughs> so, like, uh, it's, I don't see him being uh There's a lot of teams that can Montrez. Fuck. Who else? <laughs> the Rockets. The, Man. He would be a perfect Rocket. He would be Man. a perfect 
rocket in the sense of, gee, we just need you to hustle. They, have no they don't have the money. That's the problem. They, they don't you have the money. You get rid of Eric Gordon film? I would, but at the same time, that means you got to take it's going to be the problem is matching up salaries to get rid of Eric Gordon to free up cap space. So, yeah, that's the main problem. Rockets are in such a salary cap hell where they can't sign nobody. That's their problem. But he would be a great Rocket, honestly. Um, it's teams that could, that would love to have him. Like I still believe for some goofy reason the Hawks is going to sign him and give him a lot of money. I'm also putting the Knicks in that category as well. The Knicks will also throw him tons of money. That's just, I also realize he's not restricted. He's unrestricted. So he can go wherever the money's going, calling. He's going to go where the money is because at the end of the day, like, he outplayed his restricted free agency deal by margins. So, like, bro, you're he's going to chase a bag and somebody's going to offer him a max. And the Clippers kind of can't afford to do that right now. At all. But. Boy, no, go ahead. You just said something that made me think. Hold on. You probably have to because I lost my train of thought. But yeah, like I really don't have much to uh, really add about the Clippers. Yeah, you going to put him to the land of the fucking power forge? Look, gee, it's I'm talk I'm not sending him there. I'm talking about where the money is. He's talking about bringing that nigga to the land of the power forwards, bro. Look, G, all I look, man, the Knicks will probably offer that nigga a max, bro. I'm not sitting there saying he should go there, but I'm just thinking about the teams that's gonna sit there and say, here is a hundred and sixty million dollars. I'm not going to say no to five years of $160 million. Me personally, I don't care where I'm at. <laughs> like, for him, like he already had his moment of shine. He probably wants a bag. Let him feed his family. You know, all that stuff. Because I don't think the Clippers are going to be willing to give him $160 million. They don't have it. Especially if right now it's clear, I don't think that how that there's going to be changes with that team and Kawhi's the only one that's consistent. I still believe Paul George is going to be there, but I believe Kawhi is the main consistent cog in the, uh for them. Who knows who's going to be there? And if the team is not built how I think they're going to be built, I'm just going to take the assumption of, hey, G, let me go get my money. I got my six, man. Let me get my starting minutes. I don't have to share the court with Zubak. I can run as many pick and rolls as I want and then just steal some money for somebody. That's how I'm looking at for my dress. So, like, and plus, like, we both don't think he's going to be there. So what difference does it make where he goes, honestly? Black man, get your money. Get your bag. Because you're going to finesse somebody. It's going to be a poor, sorry team that's going to give him a lot of money. A lot of freaking money. So, uh, but yeah, so prayers up to Doc um, where he decides to go. Who knows? He, it does make, I'm pretty sure, 
it's teams like Philly who was sitting there like, ooh, this looks nice. Uh, if I'm Ty Lue, nigga, if either Ty Lue will know, I feel like if Ty Lue don't take this job, he's probably going to Philly. And who know if that's the case, if you're the Clippers, I don't know where you go from here. Because there's nobody else out there. Like, nobody. Like, so, like there's no championship-level coach available right now. And if Ty Lue decides to leave, it means there's something inside that organization that we don't know about that Jerry West is doing a hell of a job to cover. So we got to factor in those type of things too. Like what exactly is going to, what what exactly is a track, like what's going on over there in the other team in La La Land? West might step down in the middle of the season. You said what? Jerry West might step down the next season. If things don't go as planned. I think what we saw from the Clippers, I think he gets to miss. I do. It gets worse. Because it's not the same thing as boys won a 3 1 lead, right? When they mm-hmm. played the last year, but they fucking got Kevin Durant after that. Yep. If you can't land Greek Freak, what you fighting for? Yep. So, like, this ain't, this ain't. Boy, that they, I just probably get worse. It's getting worse, but I'm kind of done talking about the Clippers. You can close that out, bro. Yep. So shout out to the uh, shout out to Doc. Like I said, regardless, your Hall of Fame coach, none beloved. One final thing, Bulls fans. I already saw one Facebook post saying we should have waited. Fuck no. Hey, look, bro, you capping? I'm not. This is the reason. Now, hear me out. This is the reason why. Would I personally like to have Doc Rivers here? Yes. He's from the crib. He would do a lot of great things for the city, stuff like that. Yes. But that man was not going to come take over. Even though this is a very possibly a great rebuilding situation the Bulls have, bro, he wasn't going to take this job. He wants something that's going to either put him in. Doc Rivers in that situation where I'm taking something that's either going to be it's already really good and I can make them great on paper or something that's already almost there and they just don't like they coach. Uh, being assistant, uh, fuck, it's going to suck that you're going to be an assistant, but being assistant, he's not going to be no assistant, bro. bro. He ain't going to be no assistant, G. Tibbs wasn't even, couldn't even get an assistant. Teams wasn't even going to let Tibbs be an assistant, bro. He's just too good. Some coach, like, it's like, Telling Doc to be an assistant, you know the players are going to gravitate towards him, and then your loot as a head coach is going to cause problems. It's going to lead to like that type of like turmoil and tussling. It's kind of like what happened with Cleveland when Ty Lue was there, and the players liked Ty Lue, but they didn't fuck with David Blatt. That's what it was. You bring, like, let's say you're like the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, Steve, like, yeah, KD wanted Steve Nash, but the idea of that, hey, Doc Rivers is the coach right next to him, and each time that you, if things is not looking good for you, 
he's standing over your shoulder, possibly taking your job. And even though, like, in a perfect world, Doc Rivers would be the perfect coach for the Brooklyn Nets. If I'm Steve Nash, I'm like, bro, I don't want that going on because it's like. I don't think that happens because of, I think Steve Nash and KD got a crazy relationship. Yeah, I know that, but let's just say coaching wise, him as my coach, it's rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, I, think I get what you're saying. The Pels, the Pelicans. I would take a Pelicans Nets. job if it, if I was Doc. I'll take it too. Because the Pelicans still is looking for a coach. Actually, they actually got yeah. lost in the shuffle. I think he probably become the coach of the Pelicans. Like that would honestly make the most sense. Because I don't know who the hell I don't know why the Pelicans like the you would think because for one that must this must be whatever interview that uh whatever the culture that uh the new Bulls front office have like Billy Donovan had to be more impressed than what was going on in the Pelicans because I'm sure he got interviewed immediately from that for that spot so it must be something plus it's Chicago so. But I think I thought Billy Donovan would be really good for the Pelicans too if that didn't happen. Uh, the Pacers is still waiting for a coach, but that's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, like it's still a few teams looking for a coach, and for the Clippers, you just can't hire anybody. Somebody said Phil Jackson. And I'm like, gee, that nigga is 75, and he don't even like the new era of players like that. Jackson just want to sit in his probably super ass mansion and smoke weed, and I don't blame him. That sounds lit, and watch the and watch the last dance every goddamn day. That sounds lit. Like literally, I that that just sounds lit. Smoke weed every damn day, and wait and do documentaries. Cause I'm pretty sure he's doing plenty of documentaries. Like, we literally about to get a Lakers documentary real soon, I'm sure, and stuff like that. So, <laughs> come on now. But uh, moving on, though, uh, NBA Finals has officially been, we fi- we have our two opponents for the, our, our two teams for the NBA Finals, the Los Angeles Lakers, who I think both of us was pretty much correct on that end of the spectrum. I don't remember our early season predictions, but I believe both of us did say the Lakers. Um, and then we have the Miami Heat, which I I don't remember if any of us had them as our dark horse. Uh, no, I think we actually did. Hold on, let me see if I can find our uh. No, season. our dumbass said Philly. Both I know both of our dumbasses highly believed in Philly, bro. Like I can't knock us for believing in Philly. I'm sorry, I can't knock us for believing in Philly. Like I'm not yeah, mad at us. Oh, okay, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid is hoisted up that trophy. Hey, G, we both tweaked big time, G. Let's keep it G real. We both tweaked. Uh, we well, I don't know for you, but for me, I had the Heat as the eighth seed. Damn. I don't think I have to eat. I, I know I didn't have to eat that low. 
I'll, like I don't know if you wrote yours down or if you got in your notes on your phone, but we both <laughs> highly believed in Philly. Well, I know I believed in Philly highly. Like for my finals predictions, it was Lakers versus Sixers, and then my my uh my hot take was the Blazers versus Sixers. <laughs> Check around October 2019. Yeah, check around there. Uh, let me see. What else did I have predicted for the beginning of the season? Dang, I really said Zach Levine. I really had high hopes for Zach Levine. Fuck Billy Donovan. I mean, not Billy Donovan. I mean, Jim Boylan, G. God damn. Uh, the fuck was this? I was right on Wiggins again. Flip for D'Lo. I was right. I'm so glad I was right on that. So happy. Let's see. And I was right that Zion would play less than 50 games. That was a random one. I don't know where that came from, but I said Zion would play less than 50 games. Not counting the bubble, but he definitely played way less than 50 games if you would want to equate the bubble standards. No, nah, I ain't got none. But I probably, knowing me, I probably had something similar to yours or close to it. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I probably want to say it to Celtics or something. You probably did. Uh, or Milwaukee. If I say Milwaukee, I deserve to get slandered. Who knows? Dang, I was so way off with the Western Conference. I had the Nuggets as the number one seed. The Rockets as the number two. Lakers is three. Clippers, four. Blazers, six. Spurs, seven. And the Warriors and Jazz and Mavericks fighting for the final spot. And I had the Pistons making the playoffs. I was tweaking. But point is, uh, we got the Heat versus Lakers. Uh, we're both shocked. I wouldn't. Well, we're shocked by the fact that I think many people shocked at how well the Heat came to be throughout the course of this season. They were the fifth seed in the East, uh, but played a lot better than what their seeding says. Uh, their road was very. Like, they literally dominated the East, honestly. Like, they beat the hell out of the up Pacers to the point where, oh, which we'll talk about Oladipo later. Um, beat the hell out of the Pacers, who was a also a pretty hot bubble team. Dane near, they genuinely swept the Bucks. Genuinely swept them, made it look easy. And then proceed, and then literally, I will argue, they dominated the Celtics in six games. Like, they did what they were supposed to do. I give them a lot of credit. And I feel like when I look at both teams in terms of just oh, like... No. What did I say? Go ahead, Chris. You keep talking. But, uh, as I was, but I, one thing I would say about both teams, the Lakers and the Heat, I would say that they're both teams where everybody on that team legitimately likes each other. There's chemistry. They get along. Everybody 
Like even though, like even when you look at the Lakers, like everybody knows is AD and Bron's team, but everybody legit is happy for the other player. They look out for each other. Like they, in terms of when I watch the teams on the, in the bubble, they some of the two teams that actually root for their teammates openly. You wasn't getting that with every team, and I think that's something that factors in with everything of why they made it to the finals and all of that because chemistry is at this point played huge we saw with the celtics where even though like i feel like the Jalen brown market smart clashing was overblown a little bit but you could tell that there was just some lacking of a chemistry with kimba and the rest of the players gordon hayward and the rest of the players so and then when you look at even the Nuggets were a well chemistry team, so I, but they were just way too young, like way too young, like they they lucked up a lot. But um, let me say something real quick, bro. I'll go ahead. Let me say something real quick about the Celtics situation. I think I say this about last offseason in general. I think almost every team blew their load because of. People, I think people actually thought that like Brown was old. Since especially Eastern Conference team, he's not in the East no more. He's in the West. We ain't about him. Brown is old. Um, and and, and I think everybody's seen that. If this is, and the Warriors are injured, KD not here. It's our opportunity to win. No one else. I think every team blew their. And I know the Celtics happened probably a season earlier, but they acquired Kemba too. And what I mean by a season earlier, they got Gordon Hayward, me ass. When everybody blew their load like that, now they every people that we thought was contenders, you know what I'm saying? All of those teams right now are in shit situations. Because all they're going to do is just swap, just swap players. Like, think about it real quick, right? So you think about Philly. Philly did what? Blew their load too early. Blew the hell out that load. They, they, Philly was more, they kept the wrong player. Like, they, and then you just say they kept the wrong player. My nigga. Um, my nigga, he, he whatchamacallit, he, um, my bad. You 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 got Tobias Harris and you get Al Horford. That Al Horford thing is for everyone to piss me off. It is, bro. It's for everyone to piss me off. Because as much as you like Horford now, your biggest Al Horford fan, it didn't make sense. Yeah, you got a, 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 a stack starter lineup and stuff like that. It didn't make sense. Then you go to fifth, you get a ball-dominant point guard. For what? When the last time you got – I mean, not for Philly, for the substance. You know, the last time you got a ball-dominant point guard, what happened? Kyrie fucked y'all. So it's just like that 
just the, just every team blowing it low. Fuck them while other teams played this smart. The Heat played it smart. The Nuggets played it smart. And they even brought the Nuggets was in a situation that most teams wish they was in. But teams like the Rockets, fuck. Nobody's going to talk about it because it ain't affecting them that much. But teams like the Jazz, fuck. Not really. Well, no, they, got my, they, they gave Mike Conley money. money. Mike Conley I, I forgot money. they gave Mike Conley that money, bro. What'd you say? I forgot they gave Mike Conley that money. I apologize. You're right. Yeah. You pay Conley that money, and when it's time to pay Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell, how you doing that? I think they Gobert already got his money. I think he good. It's Donovan Mitchell. How you doing? Mm-hmm. And you I gonna think... have to have a team supporting that because you you can't just do it without Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. That shit ain't happening. And Mike Conley, you going no, 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 no. So yeah, the Jazz might talk about it now. The Rockets, people just still mad that they got their ass beat by Lakers. But when it's when it's all said and done, we gonna look at it. We gonna be like, hey. What the fuck they gonna do about this money situation? Cause they can't get nobody. Unless they get rid of somebody. And if you get rid of between Westbrook and Harden, what was the point? So it's like, I'm not to go on a, a, a rant or anything, but this whole, this whole, a lot of fears from certain came on a part of just grinding. Because, yeah, the Lakers won here. Yeah, Brian older and he ain't in the East no more. But, bro, I honestly, or and Kawhi not there no more. Honestly, the Philly with, with, with Joel and B and, 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 um, What's that boy name? Um, ben Simmons. And you get just some complimentary pieces around them. Some role players that know they roll. Some straight up shooters. My nigga, you would have not got swept. So it's that's just how my little peek on it. Like, Pat Riley is a genius, even though I think him saying, Look, I'm not saying who wins the series. If you think you'll get a prediction on me, I'm not getting a prediction. Because if I say who wins the series, whoever loses, I'm feeling shitty if they lose. So I'm not saying who wins the series, but I think I'd rather go get bit in the ass because he said LeBron James would never find success ever again after leaving Miami. So I think he's going to get bit in the ass. But when does crack – now, so the cocaine's happening – when does that crack come into play for you? <laughs> That's when LeBron goes, where you see him at the hotel. <laughs> but, like, I honestly, it's going to be a series, but Pat Riley is a genius. He is. You saw what Jimmy Brother brought to each team, and you didn't look at, honestly, a, a toxic Chicago media, one. You didn't look at the Philly situation wasn't all that bad. It's just that, you know, greener pasture somewhere else. I don't think the Philly situation was as bad as people think it is. Yeah. You you honestly got smoked by it took Kawhi it took a lucky bounce 
off the rim for Kawhi. And yeah. It was, yeah. You, you, it wasn't like something that you, you know, can actually legitimately control. Because um, they play good defense, that possession. You know what? No one is really going to talk about it, but, you know, that wasn't necessarily Jimmy Butler's greatest game, I think. But when you when you think about it, like Jimmy Butler's track record is not bad, and people let that one Philly situation over a sensitive Carl Anthony Towns. Imagine I was kind of on cat sad at one point, but a sensitive Carl Anthony Towns let people really think that Jimmy Butler not only a bad teammate. If that this is this series gonna come down to, to just great coaching at the end of the day because of how these teams are formed, right? Uh, people are already talking about the Lakers destroy zone defenses and things of that nature, which is true. But you you really like the Lakers on this end gonna have to revolve like they're gonna have to rely on their role players to an extent, and and the Heat Jimmy Butler gonna have to be their star, not Tyler Hero, even though I. I, like I said, that one game that Tyler Hero had to have, like, had to have that, a good game and stuff like that in order for him to win that series. And what happened, Chris? Yeah, that good game. He did. But um, if it's one, but one thing the Lakers do really well, because it is going to come down to coaching, uh, and Spo is the better coach. But if Vogel has been a really great coach this whole playoff, but, uh, yeah. If it's one thing the Lakers do really well, they say, hey, your role players is not about to beat us. We want your stars to beat us. And like like even with the Nuggets series, like Jeremy Grant had that one game. Michael Porter Jr. had that one game. But after that, it was like, Kurt, it was like, look, if Jokic didn't get off or if Jamal Murray didn't play like God, it was a different game. I think whether the Jamal Murray score, actually in our elimination game, it helped him out. Because, like, Jokic became, uh, 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 what you after AD got on that ass. Him and Dwight Howard did a great job. Yeah. I once, think, once Dwight Howard entered the starting lineup, it was a, Jokic couldn't get a good rhythm. Yeah. Also, like, so that's what I'm like, I, I'm not going to, Put all my chips on Bam, because now see. Bam got to see both of them. Now. He got to see eight. He has to see because I don't know what uh, Vogel's going to do with the starting lineup. I don't know if Javale might go back to starting. Who knows? But he still Bam has not, and I think in the whole 
outside of Miles Turner. The fuck? Yeah, I was, no, I'm trying to even I'm trying to think of all the centers the Heat played. Miles he Turner, Robin Lopez. Lopez. And Greek Freak didn't even guard him. Greek yeah, Freak guarded Iguodala. Yeah. So, like, outside of literally, like, I meant legit centers. Like, Bam really didn't see a legit, like, great centers until now. Or at least big man. Like, he did do a little bit of guarding Giannis, but Giannis, when Giannis was good, you know, it was too late at that point. He was good. But... Oh, yeah. It's not like Bam locked Giannis down. Yeah, hell no. Like he he could t- he did good enough. Let's put it that way. But, yeah, I think the I think I think it was like so much, and I could be wrong. I don't think it was like so Bam defense, but then I just honestly think pressure got the honest. Yeah, I think pressure like pressure and life. I, it's something that like I will never knock a player for that, but it's just some things that like I believe certain players just they need something to fall back on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, yeah. they, they need a uh, uh, they need a fucking curve. They need something to be like, all right, you know what? I, I, if I can't do what this game, who it's going to be? KB Chris Middleton. Oh, I got a set other all-star here. Let's do it. But, like, I don't think, like, because at the end of the day, the good game I just had against the Heat. Bam wasn't stopping that nigga. Nope. So, it wasn't. So. I, th- I honestly think it's just, and, and like, this is nothing. Bam can't. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, people. But I think Bam is the leader scoring the Heat right now. No, I that can't happen. I'm about to look that up real quick. Let me check out their playoff leading scores. Miami Heat playoff stat leaders. Uh, let's see. Not all time this year. Uh, let's see. Drogic is averaging 21.9. I mean, 21. Averaging 21. And what Bam at? Uh, Bam is at 19. One at one point, Bam was really slow. Drogic can be the leader score. Drogic is cold. So, Drogic can be the leader score. But... You know what I'm saying? I don't think Bam can't best play on that court. I know Tyler Hero gets off. Tyler Hero has a great game. I know Jordan God's going to get his. It's just going to be up to Jimmy. Is Jimmy going to play the part? I'm not looking at Kelly on the Iguodala, please. I'm not even thinking about that. Nick, if we're going to talk about Brian age, my nigga, Iguodala fucking bag of bones, too. Um, And the thing is, you can't really, like, I don't know how the usage of Iggy is going to be this series, but I'm not expecting him to guard LeBron for long spurts at this point of his career. Like, can he be effective at points? Yes. But if you want him to be primary, him and Jimmy to be primary LeBron defenders, Iggy's probably the one that LeBron going to get the most buckets to. So if you think I Jimmy pick, was I wouldn't be shocked if they do it. I think Iggy guards Bron, bro. I mean, I don't think I don't think Jimmy guards Bron. I don't think that happens. I think Jimmy was going I'm like. Say, I think they let Bron cook, bro. I don't see anybody on that team. It might be a a 
what you would call the effort. I don't think like is Jimmy probably no Brian from you know playing each other in the East and stuff like that. I think Brian or Jimmy too. And Brian is playing on a different level of like defense and stuff like that. Yeah, and LeBron knows Iggy. You seen that nigga six times, five times in the finals. Because to me, I feel like that is that the the LeBron matchup is probably the biggest matchup. I feel because to me, that's going to make or break how far this series goes. <laughs> because if LeBron dominates, and I feel like I hate to say this, and this is and why I wanted to mention it while we was talking about Bam. One thing I know about Bam this entire playoffs, he gets in foul trouble easily, and. If there's one thing that AD does really well, even though that nigga shoots a crap ton of jump shots sometimes, he knows how to draw them fouls. Yes. Like, he gets to the line. Like, he gets to the line. And, and, it's, and like, that's the matchup where I feel like that's going to be vulnerable the most because if you get Bam in foul trouble and I'm sitting there looking at Kelly Olenek, <laughs> Coming in, <laughs> I'm eating. <laughs> I'm I'm getting ready to lick my chops. G, we we, we here. We here. So, so so the thing is, it's going to be about stopping a three point barrage that the Heat could put up. But you know, a lot of tests happen with the with the Rockets. I think you being able to to score Rockets. Not even just score with them, limit the Rockets. They limit their three-point shooting a lot, like, after game. Like, after game two, the Rockets was not shooting as many threes. Like, they shut that shit down. Yeah, but I would love to say this, right? Because people are going to already put expectations when when people say this. I'm not giving Brian AD the automatic this is their championship to win, bro. I agree. Like, I, something's not sitting right with my stomach by just saying, oh, yeah. Lakers sweeping or Lakers in five. I see this series going six or seven. If, if it goes seven, who we, we already know, LeBron in game seven, we don't play that. But this is going to be a more of a competitive series than we think it's going to be. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm not I'm not automatically going fucking uh what you would call it. Automatically going, oh yeah. Uh Lakers guaranteed win. Good congratulations, Lakers. Bro, you can't count this heat team up. No, you can't. Like we we see this 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 Heat team is really good. They they they're a really great team, really great defensively. Their offense is extremely inconsistent to me. Like that's their biggest flaw is the inconsistent offense. Yeah. Um, especially if it's running through Bam. Like, but that's but the fucked up thing is same thing with the Lakers. The Lakers offense is inconsistent, but. You at least know, come like you at least know, LeBron and AD gonna get theirs. Especially if LeBron jump shot shit. If it's shit, 
then this is going to be a long series. But I think the positive, I, and this is this is just shows how I'm, I, we, we I know people in this party like we give LeBron too much credit, bro, because it's fucking LeBron, G. But that man used that final game against the Nuggets to get his jump shot warmed up, bro, because he know he's going to need to use his mid range. And we saw how in that last that last year with Cleveland. LeBron mid-range was nasty that whole season. That whole playoff. That's how they got to the finals was because of that mid-range. So if LeBron's mid-range is open, all hell is going to break loose because what are you supposed to really do? Because the pass lanes open up a little bit more. Driving lanes open up a little more. His three-point shot's probably going to go in a lot more. That's that's a nasty situation because AD mid-range is all is already nasty and best way to beat up it beat a zone defense is mid-range jump shots and smart cuts to the hoop all right the zone defense shit Lakers lives in that zone shit the whole entire playoff so yeah they seen it the teams literally challenged them shoot a fucking three and the only one who consistently did make shoot threes the whole playoffs for the lakers was kcp and rondo and surprisingly, Rondo. So, it's going to be interesting. Like, it's a very going to be a fun, interesting matchup. Like, in terms of, like, basketball. Because we're going to see some coaching. We're going to see some coaching. Uh, But it's just, at the end of the day, the Lakers have superstar power. And I think it's in, a, in stronger veteran leadership throughout where it makes the difference if you get what i'm saying like the heat team is hungry but i also think the youth of the heat might get the best of them he might not fare well when you're going against just strong veterans who either a been there done that or want want or know this is they one final run if you get for like veterans like dwight howard rondo danny green because that dude that dude is going to be adios next year. Like they have veterans who know how to like keep it cool. Yeah, you know, I just think it'll be. I love narrative shit in 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 non scripted sports, right? Of course. And other than the Kobe stuff, I think weighing the Kobe shit is just that's just stupid at it this is. point. Saying even though you dedicate the title to Kobe. I just think saying, oh, got to win this for Kobe is a weight that you put on somebody's shoulder if you don't like that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially if something's hard as winning a championship in the National, the National Basketball Association. Um, but, but, um, Seeing somebody like the White Howard get his ring, I'm telling you, bro, that probably bring a tell of my I'd be happy for Dwight, cause that, cause I feel like amongst like the superstars of the 2010s, early, I mean, the late 2000s, early 2010s, Dwight is probably the, like Mellow gets a lot of love because at the end of the day is Mellow, my nigga, but Dwight gets disrespected a lot, a lot. 
all and partially because of what his first Lakers run came to be and all of that. So that's where a lot of that hate comes from. And I partially also blame Shaquille O'Neal for a lot of that hate as well. And just how he got ran ran out of the Rockets and it wasn't his fault. Like when you look at the long scope of things, that wasn't his fault. So Dwight getting a ring, I feel like until to me he has a legitimate career. But this ring for him legitimizes him to a whole different level to me. Because now in the public eye, he has no ales in his resume. Bro. There's no ales in his resume. Like, like yeah. literally. If he would have chipped, though he not in his prime, he still got a championship on that. The man was in MVP contention in his prime. And he also got how many defensive? Three or four. Come on. First ballot. Easily. And a gold medal. Or two. One or two gold medals. So it's like, bro. Like, he, he's legit. So for like somebody like Dwight Howard, I would be happy for him. For AD, it's the start of his like his era of like AG. Like I am the best big in the league. Y'all can sit there and crown Giannis all you want. Yeah, Jokic is here. Yes, Embiid is there, but I'm number one. I feel like that would be great for his bragging rights and like his confidence and his future. And even just looking at the, just the Heat, like gee. Even win or lose, but win, gee, if I'm a free agent, I know they got money, I'm a star, and I want to win. I'm going there because they're going to be Man, great for at least the next the decade. is the parallel to KD of you leaving to the team that beat you. Exactly. And if I'm Giannis, who cares? Exactly. Who cares? Because at the end of the day, once I win, they're going to love me regardless. Hey, this situation damn if I do, damn if I don't. Exactly. And also, I think the difference is KD's kind of an asshole. Giannis really is a really nice guy. Like, media-wise. Like, yeah. KD always kind of been at, at like an asshole, but he's a really also a student of the game. And he just ain't going to take just anybody just talking about his game or just the game of basketball. Yeah, it's also disrespectful when they just call him soft and shit like that, yeah. bro. And that's Westbrook's fault when it comes to that, but in the OKC fans, but yeah, so like, like if I'm Giannis, I'm like I'm paying attention. I don't care if I'm if I'm Giannis, I'm who else? Any other upcoming free agents? Giannis, um, you said what? Kawhi. If I'm Kawhi as well, and. Kawhi, yes. Paul George as well. I know we Paul George is the lead of the slander cannon this year, but if I'm Paul George, I'm looking at that way. I'm looking. Win or lose. But the more competitive they look, I want to go there. Definitely. And even then, it's like even with LeBron, even at the post leaving, LeBron never really has no ill will towards the Heat as an organization. I believe he loves it. He loved it there. It was just, you know, you can only really, you just want to do his own thing, and I don't blame him. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh got fucking old. Well, I guess he saw the future with Chris Bosh's health problems. Dwayne Wade got old. 
he already saw he he literally saw D Wade get old that final season. I, I think that played. I don't think people understand. Like yeah, the Dwight how I mean not, not I mean Dwight the Chris Bosh thing is really unfortunate, but the D Wade, Brian literally saw that man go like a three month span without scoring over twenty. Yeah. He knew. He knew. But even then, it's just like, I understand LeBron's sense of like, look, bro. Look, Pat. You you got a bag, bro. You can you can make things happen, bro. I understand that. But I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, I want to go home. <laughs> Let me just go home and do my own thing. Whatever happens, happens. And Pat Riley took it the way it did. That's one of the narratives we will probably be hearing it over the next couple of days as well. But but I want people to understand, like, this is going to, uh, like, if if now the Lakers do what everybody's saying that they, they should do, which is whoop they ass, then A, God be the glory, cool. Because guess what? We're going to get on this podcast. We're going to be smoking heat backwards. But I would like to come on this podcast and we just talk about how great of basketball they were getting for the NBA Finals. For back-to-back seasons. Uh, you say back-to-back seasons? I don't know. Well, last five was pretty good. Saved us from seeing the Rockets get sent to the fucking moon. <laughs> yeah, but I meant like I meant back-to-back finals. I said playoffs or finals. You said you said you said back-to-back seasons. So I think you talk about the finals. No, I meant finals specifically. Like in last year, like last year was a pretty good finals. Even though the Warriors died before our very eyes, and I was ready to smoke that curry pack. I'm just saying, you know, the Warriors' injuries saved us from seeing niggas get turned into some backwards. Yeah, but we got Warriors backwards even more, so I I was cool with that. Um, But overall, like, I think this, like, I just feel it in my gut that it's not the right thing to disrespect the Heat. Yeah. It's not the right thing to do, but I'm very confident in the Lakers. I'm just not one of you niggas who's sitting there saying this is going to be five. I'm just not. Like, I feel like this Heat team, they on, on, talent-wise, they're not there, but in terms of heart, they're, they're about equal. And I think... If it's one thing LeBron do, he get beat up by less talented teams. That's the unfortunate thing, and that, that's why I literally have – that's what part of – like, literally, as much as I love Bron, seeing Bron in the finals makes me happy, but seeing Bron in the final, like, you say you can't watch Lakers games and stuff like that. Seeing Bron in the finals breaks my heart so many times. So it's like it's PTSD going on for me as well. It's like, do I really want to see this nigga lose? I, do I want to endure that slander again? I don't, but I, it's a confidence. It's just like, I don't want to see the heat get disrespected. That's my thing. The heat should not be getting disrespected. If you are disrespecting heat, something's incredibly wrong with you, but, uh, expect a good series. So, uh, me personally, like I, I'm just going to be done. I'm not going to put that on you, but I, my prediction is Lakers and six Lakers and six. I believe they get the job done. Uh, I'm not going to name a finals MVP until probably well later because I'll just want to see who who's looking good against who. It's too early to tell. But uh, 
but yeah, but I expect a really great series. It's going to be better than a lot of people give it credit for. Um, but let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we already kind of talked about uh, a, a little bit. Uh, hold on. Yeah, we already talked about it a little bit with the uh, Celtics. But what's next for the Nuggets and Celtics? But let's continue on with the Celtics. What should they do next? Honestly, what's holding them back? Get rid of Kimba, get somebody. See if, see if, I know they probably, look, bro, they probably put that man, they probably retire that man now and never give him up. But see something, a, a guard like Cal Lowry, in which he's going to move the ball first, but if you need him to take over the game, he'll take over the game. Right? Mm-hmm. You do that. You get a guard like that, right? You get a guard who can pass the ball, play defense, also a great leader because taking the ball out of Jason Tatum's hand and not letting him grow as the superstar of your league, of your team, is going to fuck him over. And you're going to see him on somebody else's team thriving. Now, I'm not saying Jason Tatum isn't part of the reason they lost because low-key he is. But he has to grow as the best player on that team. And having him around dominant point guards, that shit not gonna happen. Uh you like what you would call this a perfect robin to him, unless he wanna become a star in his own thing. But Brown is a perfect robin to him, bro. A wing that defend, athletic, and got heart. And about the culture. Martin Smart, perfect bench ball. You know what I'm saying? But you need a one, you need a center, but that that shit can come with other. But you need a ball movement focused point guard. You need that. Bad. Bad. I don't I don't know who's in Drew Holiday's in the market. You need bad. Drew Holiday will be perfect on this team. Man, him and Marcus Mark defended. Lots of ball on the market, bro. <laughs> Hold on, G. This, wait, wait, G, this is <laughs> G. If, I will be scared, bro. I'm scared if I see Drew Holiday and then Marcus Smart coming at me, bro. <laughs> Got the thug energy. <laughs> Pure thug energy coming towards you, G. But no, Lonzo, Lonzo, most likely on the market. You He's know what on I'm the saying? Market, yes. Uh, you just don't need somebody that's that's gonna Kimba gonna dribble the air off the ball, and then probably fucking miss. So, <laughs> um, that's what you need. You can go to hair or you can ship him. I don't care. They can play for Utah. Um, but that's it. You got a major coach. Danny Ainge was scared to pull the trigger, but he's still alive. And, it, and 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 keep your core unless the Clippers tell it is dangling the Kawhi Leonard on your head. That's it. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, keep your core. Uh, I doubt if Giannis choose y'all. And keep it real, so don't even put yourself in that market. Uh, and yeah, uh, you can go ahead and put it kind of like the Nuggets. Uh. Yeah, with the Celtics, because I'm just sitting there trying to... Because I definitely agree, I think. Because that's the thing with the Celtics. It should be Tatum's team. And 
Jalen Brown has stepped up to be that number two, or number two, number three option. Kemba should be the number two. But I don't think Kemba should be the. Yeah, he and that, that's what I was about to get to. Like going Kimba into the season, like going into the season, you're expecting, you're expecting Kemba to be the number two, number three guy. At the very worst, the number three guy, but you want him to be the point guard. Kimba, ha- and as long as he's been with the Hornets, was had never had a teammate he trust, except Al Jefferson, and that's the bar. Think about that. That's the bar. <laughs> was Al Jefferson? That's sad. <laughs> that's sad. So. He never really got a chance to play with a team, and this is not no shade towards Kimba, but he never got a chance to play on a team where there were players who were either way better than him, better than him, or equal to him. And that's where he ended up with the Celtics. And it's not like with Kyrie words, like Kyrie in his right mind, they near said, I am better than y'all. Where, but with Kimba, it's like, uh, I know y'all better than me, but I just don't know how to be point guard. My, I was told to get buckets. Mike told me to go get buckets and then try to find an open man. Brad Stevens is coaching Kimba like he's still on fucking Hornets. Yeah, and it's like, that's the problem. It's just like, sometimes you have too much scoring. Yeah. It's just too much scoring. And... That's what, when I watch them, it's literally like they take turns trying to dominate instead of just like, it's like, hey, man, let's just go with the flow of things. Like, oh, shit, okay, Tatum doing this thing, let Tatum cook and all of that. Or let just let it be in the flow of the offense. Because, like, if you look, and I'm trying to, I hate fucking talk about the ladies every podcast. I know. I but know. you look at Brian and A.B., Look, at the end of the day, that finals MVP trophy most likely goes to Braun if they win, right? But the crazy thing is about how involved he had AD in his offense. Will it be crazy if LeBron uh, AD is that fighter MVP, bro? Will it be crazy? No, wouldn't at all. Hell no. Most likely, I ain't going to cap. He most likely get that bitch, bro. He should. So... But the reason is that is because, yes, at the end of the day, is brought a greater player, of course. But that 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 success of that team revolves around Anthony Davis being Anthony goddamn Davis. Yep. So every little stupid-ass LeBron three that I fucking hate with a passion, that for some reason I can't hit 2K when I want to, it hurts. Because that, that shit could have went to AD and AD on the court. Yep. But he, but when them two are playing really well, they, you can see the trust, and that's yeah. what just Kimba gotta have with Jason Tatum. That's it. Yeah. You think Kimba's the guy? Kimba would be a perfect bull. No. Yes. No. Yes. Not with Zach Levine on the court. <laughs> no, not sharing the court with Zach. Not sharing the court with Zach Levine. 
Oh, man. Only way we're getting rid of Zach Levine, it got to be for Ben Simmons or Embiid. You still think Zach Levine going to be a bull next year, bro. Hey, how you feel when he going to be in that purple and gold and you see Kuzma chucking up shots? Hey, man. I'm happy for LeBron <laughs> and AD. I'll be happy for LeBron and AD. That'd be me. I'm like, who? That means Danny Green would be a bull, nigga. Ugh. Look, man, whatever happens, happens with the Bulls at this point. I trust, I put my trust in AK for my sanity. But, and Billy uh, Donovan. And Billy Donovan, them two. But uh, point is, though, with the Celtics, like, I definitely agree. Like, I think a more playmaking-based point guard would be better than a scoring playmaking point guard. Uh, I just also, another thing is, I like, they just need a big, bro. Hey, you like that? Hey, you was capping your things, bro. How was I? When did I cat? I think we had the, the conversation about success of big bigs, stuff like that. You was capping about Dave Thies, bro. What did I say? Because I probably was tweaking hard if I capped with Dave Thies. I had to be capping. You was what, did, what did I say? It did. I think last week I said he just canter. I said Enos can't do buckets. Was unplayable. And he was like, no, he can play. He can score. Yeah, that's why I say he can get buckets. That's his job. Who the fuck he can't? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The fuck but, he can't. But, the only thing that man can do is dodge the Turkish government. That's a feat. Have you dodged the Turkish government, my nigga? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, well, that nigga neck. I'm Gucci. Exactly. So hey, like he's able to play in the midst of that. You had to give that man credit, but I don't like literally damn thing stay like. But regardless, I feel like an upgrade would be huge for them. Uh, it just sucks they don't have money, and I know you might get mad when I say this. Andre Drummond would be a great Celtic. <laughs> Why the hell I be mad? I like Andre Drummond. I know, but it's just. <laughs> like I, I don't know how you was gonna feel, but I think Andre Drummond will fit this team perfectly because his sole purpose, like he doesn't need to score. If anything, he's going to score off off the bricks that will, that will be coming sometimes. He will score off bricks, like off uh, literally, like I right, man, Marcus Smart throwing up some bullshit. Let me get ready to catch this rebound. It's just it, Andre Drummond's biggest. L is the fact that he just doesn't stretch the floor, but who knows? That dude probably worked, made created a jump shot. He hasn't played basketball since March, so he probably made a corner three for all we know. But Drummond fixes everything that was wrong with this team in terms of they have a legit rim protector. He literally absorbs rebounds. Absorbs rebounds. And literally, he doesn't need to score at all. His scoring is just going to be like he can get 12 off offensive rebounds. It's just you can't play him at the end of games, but that's fine. That's honestly perfectly fine. But, I don't, but they don't have the money to get uh, Drummond, though. Like, I think Drummond's going to say, I need another max from somebody. 
and somebody in Cleveland may give it, be dumb enough to give it to him. Unless they do a sign and trade for Gordon Hayward and uh, Gordon Hayward for uh, Drummond, then I, you'll look at that. But yeah, yeah, fucked up when you your ass chilling in Cleveland for it, man. I'd be going through it. You gotta watch kind of sexy than that other nigga. Was was Garland? I the funny thing is Garland was so ass this year. That dude didn't do nothing. <laughs> Each time I looked, I'm like, damn, bro. Colin Sexton, decent. That he boy was the ass, bro. Y'all told me folks was going to be cold. That boy was ass. I swear he was. He was horrible. But college hoop niggas is so hit or miss, bro. It is, G. That's the thing. It's just how do they come to be? Unless they come out of Kentucky. Unless they come out of Kentucky. Then, hey. Yeah, but, nah, yeah. Kentucky got a great-ass basketball program, bro. Yeah. So, shout my out, son uh, say he got a in Kentucky. I'm getting beers, on folks. Immediately, hey, when when uh when Coach Calipari come knocking on the door, G, just know, just know. I'm you, already, you I'm proud. already, I'm already at the dealership. <laughs> when they Kentucky oh, check, yeah, we think about getting your son a car so you come down here. You say you give me a car, cool. He can take this Honda. <laughs> He's yeah. going to have the Honda. Shoot, what do you mean? But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so like Celtics, I just—it's either you gotta do something with Kemba or you need to get a big. If you could do both, cool. But um, figure something out. Definitely figure something out. Uh, the Nuggets. I believe they don't really need to do nothing. You just hope Michael Porter Jr.'s back stays cool, and he gets better. And Bobo. Uh... And you, you need Bobo to become a rotation player. You said what? You keep Grant free agent. I and think Grant going to show who's worth his salt this year. Grant earned the check because this is the good thing with the Nuggets. You lose Paul Millsap's contract, and you could easily give that to Grant. And you got enough, bro. You lose Paul Millsap. You got enough. You have play. enough because the reason why I say that because this is the thing. Nuggets, I'm pretty sure whatever Nuggets fans are on Twitter, if I was to search Will Barton, his name's going to pop up. That's the reason why Jeremy Grant started, because Will Barton wasn't healthy. Like, I don't know what happened to his knee, but it happened. But uh, Will Barton was missing for most of all the bubble, even most of the season. So that's why Jeremy Grant started. And But you can lose Paul Millsap. You could give Jeremy Jeremy Grant somebody's gonna be stupid enough to give Jeremy Grant twenty million dollars and he's not gonna say no. He's Sacramento not, and I'm not gonna be mad at him. You said what? Sacramento Kings, here I come. Unfortunately, especially since it looked like my boy can't keep his freak can't keep a leg healthy. Uh, what's that? Who? He's a. Yeah, Bagley. Yeah, Bagley can't stay healthy. So, I wouldn't be mad if if he ended up becoming a king. It just sounds like the Sacramento King thing to do. But um, somebody's going to still have to give him $20 million. And if it's not the Nuggets, I'm definitely not saying no. Low-key, Laker fans want him. <laughs> and the thing is, let's just say next season, after you give AD his money, you could AD's gonna say you could tell AD nigga you're going to play and start at the five. We don't give a fuck. But here's Jeremy Grant. He's going. He's going. He's going to be really great for you. 
Can't be mad at that. But I can see why Lakers fans want him. But he earned the check. But if I'm the Nuggets, I would do whatever I can to keep him. You let Paul Millsap go. Like, at this point, Paul Millsap needs to just go home and be a family man. Or if he wants to stay, you got to take a huge discount. A huge discount. But I feel like, like, he, he's not done, but he's just not a starter level player at this point of his career. Um, honestly, I can see him going to the Clippers to replace, for them to say, this is our cheap replacement of Montrez, just to be hilarious as hell. But, uh, but, um, but the Nuggets, you just want, Mike, the keys is Michael Porter, Joey, and Bobo just de- continue to develop. That's that's really your keys right there. You want Bobo to be able to enter the starting rotation, and you want Michael Porter Jr. to actually become your starting small forward or power forward. That's really it. You get Will Barton back, but let's just say, let's just say you want to get a more of a like a, a more a defensive perimeter guy. Because that's kind of what they're missing. Like, LeBron could have actually did more of whatever he wanted in that series. But you know how Le- we know how LeBron is. He toys. But LeBron could have easily averaged 30 that entire series. They had nobody to legit stop him. But let's just say you want to get a, like a more defensive wing type player. I wouldn't hesitate to trade Will Barton, Gary Harris for a wing. Who can play defense? He said, "What? Oh. I'm not getting Paul George because he's going to fuck up what I already have. Because literally, my off your future, your future should be because regardless, you have a you they're young and great. Jokic is going to only get better. Jamal Murray is probably going to average close to 25 next year, and Michael Porter Jr. could average 20 as well. Why would I want to get Paul George?" And split those shots up. No, fuck that. You could find somebody for cheaper who could do the job. Um. But I would look. I would be in a market of trying to flip one of one of them. But I think Gary Harris also has a nasty. I won't say it's a nasty contract, but it's a contract that's expendable. You could get something for it. To me, you can find. You could literally get something for Gary Harris, probably. Um. But like, I like what the Nuggets have is just you want your youth to continue to develop. And if you can find a solid perimeter defender, you're straight. That's how I view it, but uh, you could go ahead. Uh, no, I agree with you. Uh, it, Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to become the second or first score. Um, uh, you probably would be of this video I'm about to put in the chat in reference of you. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> this shit might be so funny. Uh, oh, but yeah, that's all. I just think, I agree with everything you said. I, just, I think the Nuggets in a perfect spot, better than a lot of teams. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty ideal. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Victor Oladipo. He said he's ready to leave the Pacers. He's not going to be a free agent this offseason, though. He's a free agent next year. Um, Wait, he actually said it? Yeah, he outright said he's ready to leave the Pacers. 
And when he said that, I thought he was about to be a free agent this year. He's actually a free agent next year. So, <laughs> uh, where does, if you're the Pacers, you can get a catch for all the depot. It's just, where do you send him and who will want him? Because some people are saying the Bucks. This is my main question with Oladipo is, nigga, your quad is no better than goddamn Kawhi's. And you're not as good as Kawhi. So I'm not taking that chance. Uh, So if I'm the Bucks, that's not a guarantee. Because at this point. Where the fuck do we go? I say send him to Dallas. Not that many niggas you can take, bro. It's not that many, but would you rather have Tim Hardaway or uh or Oladipo if you uh to be the uh, secondary ball handler if you're Luca? Shit, none of them. Talking about none of them. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> like, gee, if I'm Luca, I'm like, look, I can't be the only nigga that gets buckets. Yeah, he ain't that good to be the man. I, said. I ain't saying he gonna be the man. I just saying he could be number two or three. Man, he that shit behind T.J. Warren, I guess. Look, man, it's still Malcolm Brockton's team and Baby Sabonis. Man, what happened to Baby Bonus? He didn't play the bubble. You remember he uh he got the plantar fasciitis on with his foot. The folks foot hurt. Yeah, it's foot hurt, so yeah. Oh well. Yeah, so like the paces, I think they'll be straight. Like they they'll be in that six, seven, eight C conversation without all the well, they were they were four without them for most of the season. So <laughs> they'll be straight. <laughs> they'll be straight either way. But uh it's just where do you send him? Because it's like, gee, clearly, if he's ready to go, let me send your ass away and we get something for you now. But I think Dallas will be ideal, though. Dallas just makes the most sense. Because when I look at Dallas, they, you kind of, it's not that you want to lessen Luka's load offensively, pause. It's just you want somebody where if that if they're going to double team me, I can pass it to him and know that he's going to, I could trust him to get a bucket more than Tim Hardaway Jr. And still be a solid defender. So Dallas makes a lot of sense. People say the Heat, but I don't think if I'm if I'm looking at it like this. Joel Embiid is my number one pick for anybody. Yarnis or Joel Embiid. Nobody else should be on the Heat now. Yeah, pretty much. Like I'm, and plus, Tyler Hero is my shooting guard of the future. Yeah. Like that is my future. I'm baking on Tyler Hero to be minimum All Star level in his prime years. So, like, I'm not about to sacrifice that because I know that they're gonna ask me for Tyler Hero, and I'm like, hell no. Um. Brooklyn entered my mind, then I laughed. What? 
Your ass is not seeing that ball with Kyrie and Katie on that court, boy. Exactly. Ass- that's my point. <laughs> like, gee, that's why. I, that's why I said they entered my mind and I laughed. So I was like, no. But it will make sense. The only reason it makes sense is because you need a guard who can play defense with Kyrie. <laughs> like your your shooting guard needs to be a defender. Plain and simple. So. And that's one thing that when I look at the Nets roster is they lack a defender. Uh, yeah, like Oladipo could probably and with playing with Kyrie and KD, he's probably gonna give you a smooth fifteen. But uh, and that's unfortunate, but it be that way sometimes. Uh, um, there's really not a lot of teams. Um. Yo. My bad. Minor football moment on the podcast as I'm scrolling through Twitter. What the hell Patrick Mahomes do to these niggas? Bro, there was a point in the game. It was 6-3. 6-3. I turned back to the game. It's 27-10. to 10. Or was it 27-3? to 3? I forgot. Patrick Man, Mahomes is doing work. 42, 385 yards. That nigga surgical. Four touchdowns. Zero interceptions. Surgical. Lethal. Hey, man. Watching that man play football is a beautiful thing. It's just matter. And look, man. The Bears did win. Where's my Bears celebration music? Gee, I forgot to let the world know the Bears won. I don't see my Bears celebration music. Who cares right now? But point is, shout out to the Bears. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, it was all good while while it lasted. G, shout out to Nick Foles, but uh, I yeah. am Chris really about the roof for Nick Foles for the rest of the year. I know, <laughs> I know, man. This is my life as a bear as a Bears fan, seeing quarterbacks come and go. Another one buys the dust. Seeing the Bears uh quarterback carousel. You said what? You got the better of the two. Carson Wentz gonna be your quarterback, but he's not. Man, Carson Wentz is ass this year. <laughs> they, I saw a stat. They said he threw a he threw seven interceptions the past two seasons each. God damn. Like each season he only threw seven interceptions. This season, he's in three games, and he's already at seven. God damn. My homie who's an Eagles fan is stressed. But I also use this dude to tell me everything I need to know about Nick Foles. So, <laughs> so hey, I don't know. I can't trust this information right now, G. But shout out to my homie Marcel. But, uh, yeah, so Nick Foles is the best starting quarterback right now. It is what it is when it comes to that. Uh, I just need you to beat the Packers. Because if we can beat the Packers, I believe we can win the division. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers looked like he don't give a fuck right now. So nothing I can do about that. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into wrestling. Uh, Clash of Champions was last night. Really great pay-per-view, man. Really great, man. Great. Two match of the year quality matches, actually, that and during this night as well. Maybe three. 
but I haven't watched that ladder match yet, so I can't judge. Whoa, 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 What? What? You mean to tell me that you was talking about match of the year contenders and my nigga wasn't talking about the ladder match? I didn't see the ladder match yet. What the fuck else was a match of the year contender? Hey man, I'm throwing Reigns and uh, Jay Uso in there for the bars alone, nigga. For the bars alone, that's match of the year, nigga. Contender. All right, cool. I understand that, nigga. What was two? Hey, Drew and uh, Drew and Randy Orton put on a great match, as well. I forgot that was there because I fell asleep with doing Drew's entrance. But my nigga, Sami Zayn handcuffed Matt Hardy's ear to a ladder. Jeff Hardy's ear. Jeff Hardy's ear to a, I forgot the, the good Hardy brother. My bad. Jeff Hardy's ear to a ladder. Yo, through man. his gauge. That's nasty as hell, but I respected. I, Jeff, I respected. Jeff Hardy was, I think, one of the few people to jump off one of them ladders. I saw that clip actually, and I was like, hey, man, shout out to Jeff Hardy uh, off the uh, Perk 40s. That nigga back was like, ah! Oh, they exploded. But yeah, so but I what I've heard great things. I just haven't seen the match yet, so I can't. I don't want to be the guy that sit there and say that's match year. I ain't see shit yet. You get what I'm saying? That's just me. I like. I, but that one clip I saw of Jeff jumping off was fire, though. I can't cap. But uh, but yeah, Clash Champions, uh, two maybe three. Potential match leader candidates in this one pay per view. Uh, open it off with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships: uh, Shinsuke Cesaro versus Lucha House Party, and of course Nakamura and Cesaro whoop their ass as they should. Um, thoughts uh, if you saw that match? Who, who? Nakamura and Shinsuke versus Lucha oh, House Party. Oh yeah, wrap that up, bro. I didn't see that shit. All right, cool. Did they retain? Of course they did. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, IC Belt, Jeff Hardy versus Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles. I'll let you talk up this match. Slapper, next. I'm getting sleepy, bro, so next. All I'm right, going to give cool. one word. All right, uh, 24-7 championship. No, I'm not about to waste my time. Shout out to you, Gulak, next. <laughs> Uh, Oscar versus Selena Vega. I actually saw this match. Nice sprint. It was decent. You said what? A nice sprint. Yep, smooth sprint. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. Bobby Lashley did did what he was supposed to do. I'm on my extra, bro. I ain't like them niggas. Hey, man, you hate black wrestlers too. All right, cool. Uh, (laughs) The Street Profits versus Andrade and Garza. This match ended funky. Because Garza literally hurt herself during a Spanish fly. Uh, prayers to Angel Garza because that dude looked like he was in a glitch. <laughs> Dead ass. But uh, So the Street Profits retained. Uh, once again, it was a funky finish. There was nothing you could really do about it. Uh, Bailey versus Asuka because Nikki Cross, we don't know what the hell is wrong with her. I was Probably. pissed off about that, but I realized, goddamn, that they roster is thin as hell. Extremely thin. Uh, Bailey versus Asuka. Uh, Asuka won by disqualification because Bailey said, fuck it, I'm hitting you with a chair. 
But Sasha Banks came out with a neck brace and chased Bailey around with a chair as well. So I'm cool with it. Um, then Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Uh, really, really, really great match. Uh, I know at this point you was knocked out, but uh, it was a really great match uh, for an ambulance match, and it's not that many of them because I really, I'm one of those people I hate ambulance slash stretcher matches. the The idea of getting my opponent to said moment point of the or said object and then throwing them there is kind of lame to me, and that involves casket matches too. And I actually like buried alive matches. To extent, to an extent. Didn't they have a last man standing match? I could have sworn it was last man standing match, but eh, okay. But this was actually one of the better ones. I give them that. Uh, it was a really great match. One thing you're going to hear a lot when I say a, with, between both this match and the next match, storytelling was immaculate. We don't, and I know that if we was a more wrestling-centric focused podcast, you'll probably hear that term a lot more, but storytelling is very important in, in mat, wrestling matches, especially when you have something where, where it has a lot of story-based events that happen between Drew and Randy at this point, so it works and they told a great story. It was great to see just the battle and itself. They beat the living daylights out of each other throughout the whole arena, of course. But uh, seeing all the people that Randy Orton punted pop up and uh, get get some payback against them was hilarious. It was I, if, I didn't expect Big Show to pop up. Definitely didn't expect Christian to pop back up. I literally forgot that uh, what he did that Shawn Michaels. Uh, what he did to Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair being the one to drive him off in the ambulance was hilarious. But uh, but also just the fact that it ended with a punt from Drew McIntyre. Like, Drew could have easily ended the match after Claymore kicking that nigga into the ambulance. But he said, I'm going to punch you. Then I'm going to throw you in the ambulance. That was a perfect finale for that feud. Perfect finale. So, uh great match like a really really great match uh i think i guess it was also a smart way to give right randy off for the time being uh because this is probably like the longest randy worked in a long time like so so he's due for a little break little hiatus till he decides he wants to come back or like you mentioned they have a very thin roster right now so, uh, he'll be back sooner than we think. But respect to Randy. He really helped put Drew over during this time frame. Even though he was way over, but a lot more over. Like, I'm, I enjoyed this match a lot. Uh, 
Then we could go ahead and get to uh, Reigns versus Jay Uso. After this match, G, Hill Reigns is a is golden. He's bulletproof to me. There's nothing wrong with Hill Reigns. If I hear you have something wrong with Hill Reigns, I may legit Superman punch you my damn self. But this was a really fun match. Uh, so for one, it shows how much Reigns have grown in ring. Not just talking, but in ring-wise. Because it was a really great match. If you like, I thought it was going to be more fast-paced, but it was really slow-paced. And probably helped with Roman talking a gang of shit. But literally, it was still a great match. And even though Reigns did beat the living daylights out of him when uh, Jay got the offense in, it was still very, I wouldn't even say predictable, but it was like very entertaining. Like I was still enticed into the match and to an extent. But Roman carried the match either way as he should but just the shit talking he was saying the even just going on about like gee i want you to tell me i'm the tribal chief and <laughs> stuff like gee my man was talking so much shit gee and it was beautiful it was beautiful it was hilarious you could tell i don't know where the usos and reigns grew up at but respect to that hood for for literally getting them to know how to kind of talk the way they do because they talk a gang of shit. And also, shout out to Jay for literally just selling on to everything. Even when Jimmy was about to throw the towel, he said, don't throw that shit, bro. Don't throw that shit. <laughs> it was hilarious. Shout out to the cameraman, too, because some of those angles were immaculate. And also, shout out to Roman Reigns not giving a fuck about Paul Heyman and what he thinks. Because when he told that man, I don't want to hear it from you. I want to hear it from him. I, I cried laughing. Even when he told, when Jimmy Uso popped up. And he told that, and he said, if you throw that towel, you got to acknowledge me too. <laughs> I was like, gee. Everything was funny, gee. Everything. But it was a really, it was a great match. Action-wise, storytelling-wise, it was a really great match to see and enjoy. Uh, yeah, it was a real. So I had to watch the highlights. But it was decent. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I have. Uh, I hope the fiend's not next. But uh, yeah, I hope the fiend's not next. Uh, it was cool. Roman Reigns is a great heel. I hope the fiend's not next. Um, <laughs> give him a baby face to everybody. Look like the fuck out of Chad Gable or something. I hope the fiend's not next. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I hope the fiend's not next. Ain't Chad Gable a heel right now? Jack Gable, two seconds would be in the AEW. So is RVD. Oh. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, so is RVD. I can't think of another word. It definitely should have happened a long time ago, but it's been it's it's really great. It was I feel like this was a good stamp of being like, hey, get used to this because he's not we're not making no face anytime soon for a good long time. Uh, honestly, I'm here for a 
uh, uh, Reigns to have an evolution Triple H type run with the belt where he just holds that bitch. And I'm, I will be happy. I will be satisfied. I don't care if niggas get annoyed. Because if they hit, because it means, hey, he's doing his goddamn job. But uh, I'm for everything uh, with heel reigns right now. Continue to beat the niggas' asses. I definitely agree with you. Keep him away from the fiend for the time being. Continue to big up, continue to big up Big E until the time is right. And luckily, a draft is coming up, so you can fix up fresh opponents for the man because. There's no face on the SmackDown roster that he's probably going to fight next except Matt Riddle. <laughs> he's going to beat the shit out of that man. So it's not really that many faces. But uh, but overall, though, uh, great pay-per-view. Really great pay-per-view. Uh, like three match of the year candidates, which we don't get that often, but... It, Shout out to WWE for putting on a really great show. Pop, shout out to performer Suji. But uh, we'll go ahead and end the episode on that note because I think your phone's about to die. But uh, we appreciate you guys for listening, of course. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at 3s from the ring, 3s from the ring. And make sure you follow us on all streaming platforms, whatever platform you listen to us on. Hit that follow button, hit that share button, all that great stuff. Much love, appreciation for listening, and peace. If Doc Rivers your coach, Paul George is your teammate, and Kawhi Leonard is your leader, you're going to be in Cancun by this time next year. Hey, that's what's up, man.